Welcome everybody back to the Truth Revealed podcast. I am your host Dylan Cottrell and with me today as always is the uh, right now sunburn but uh, soon that sunburn we all know will turn into a nice nice crisp golden tan. Braylon Wareham is with me as well today and we are excited to bring to you our seventh episode the fourth commandment which is um, remembering the Sabbath day and keeping it holy. Braylon actually has the uh, verse of the day today, so he's going to go ahead and read that. I sure will. Thank you, Dylan, for pointing out the sunburn, letting everyone know. Uh, so, come, <laughs> the fourth uh, commandment. I got to give him a feel for, you know, the studio in here. Got to let him. Got to let him have a visual of what you're looking like today, Braylon. I appreciate that. Dude. I will say that me and Braylon, just before we hit the record button, like we pulled off an incredible handshake. That we had never rehearsed before. Like, it was... We were flowing. You want to do it again? We're flowing. You want to do it again? We'll do it again. We'll do it. Nice. I don't know uh, if you could hear our hands <laughs> back. We just could. did it. Let's go. All right. Uh, so, coming out of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 8 and 9. Or, actually, like, 8 through 10. Uh, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, uh, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. That is the fourth commandment. That is the fourth commandment. And this is our seventh episode. The fourth part series of our Ten Commandments series Remembering the Sabbath day and keeping it holy. All right, everybody, let's dive right into today's podcast. As it has been mentioned before, this is our seventh overall episode of the Truth Revealed podcast, our uh, fourth episode of our 10 part series on the Ten Commandments. And uh, obviously, we are doing the fourth commandment, which is to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. I hope you guys are enjoying the content we're putting out there. Um, we really have some feedback, but uh, let's get right into it today. Braylon, to start off the podcast, I have a question. Yeah. What is the Sabbath day? Well, let's see. If we, According to Scripture, the Sabbath day is the seventh day. Now, if we look at our calendar, you know, we have Sunday through Saturday. So, technically speaking... Saturday would be the so-called Sabbath day, all right, like just according to like our calendar and stuff. Okay, that's just like that would be like when it is, but the Sabbath day is supposed to be, like the purpose for it is supposed to be a day of rest and a day of remembrance. Um, now, a question that may be is like, well, aren't like because uh, back in the early days. There were there were laws put in place for the fact that you know the sab we were made for the Sabbath day right like we were yeah we needed to respect yeah. the Sabbath day we yeah like we were made to like just on that day on that on this specific day but according to Mark chapter two verse twenty seven it says otherwise it says the Sabbath was made for man and not the sab and not man for the Sabbath. Mm. So this day was made for man. God made the Sabbath day for for mankind, for for men, or not just men. Mankind <laughs> for, you know, for, for humans. For yes. everyone. <laughs> everyone is included in this. Um men, for a women, day of rest children, and a day of remembrance. 
little babies, little toddlers, babies. <laughs> everyone. Everyone, okay. Everyone. So Not just men. I just want to emphasize that. Not just men. Yeah, I, that was my mistake. Um, so anyways, yes. It's a day of rest and remembrance. Um, remembrance of what, Braylon? Remembrance of God's creation. Because when God created heaven and the earth, he did it in six days. And then on the seventh day, he rested and looked back at his creation. Mm. He's like, I did that. Look at look at it. So pretty. Right? It is so pretty. That's beautiful. The you know, oceans, the, the fish, the, the sun. You know, the wet I can the moon, the I would say the weather could be a little bit different, but hey. I mean if what do you want? You want hotter, complain. you want colder, you want I more like, windy, less windy. I want a lot less wind. A, a lot nice less wind, cool breeze. Nice cool breeze. Brilliant. You can't have everything you want. <laughs> I know. You know, that's I very mean, true. I would say that I've never been to Arizona, but I hear it's perfect weather down there. Arizona? Yeah. I think it's really hot down there. Well, I hear because, like, the humidity level isn't that bad that it's actually, like, it'll say it's hot, but it doesn't feel as hot as what it says. That's what I've heard. I've never been there. It'd be pretty cool. That would be, be like 110 degrees, but you only feel, like, 80. That's nice. A slight breeze from the you know north. The, you know what the UV rating would probably be, though? 12. Yeah, that'd make your sunburn even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably have a sunburn too. You know what you probably would, Dylan? Nice little... Okay, everybody, yeah. we're getting a little off topic here. So the Sabbath day. is a day of rest, it's a day of remembrance. Today, just reflect on everything that God has given you, all the blessings, and just worship Him, thank Him, spend some time with Him. That is a Sabbath day. Um... So, let's get into a little bit more on the Sabbath day. Brilliant. do you want to start this off, or do you want me to kick it off? Go ahead, Dylan. You got it. All right, I'm going to go ahead. So, on the seventh day of creating the earth, God looked back. He rested, looked back, saw that he created, saw that it was good, and rested, right? We know that, and um, so that's what, that's why he's saying keep Sabbath day holy. He wants the Sabbath day is a day that we can relax, um, give our body some time to recuperate, to recover from whatever it is that we have done that week, whatever you know stresses of life, you know in the brain and your body, whatever. Just a day to relax, spend some time in God's presence, and uh, rest. Which a lot of people. Use the Sabbath day as an excuse just to be lazy, right? Yeah. They use the Sabbath day just as an excuse to sit at home and sit on their couch and not do anything. And, you know, I, I've done this before where someone's like, hey, you want to do this? I need help moving or something. I'll be like, sorry, I can't work today. <laughs> it's the Sabbath day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you're not spending time with God during the Sabbath day, then you're just being lazy. And uh, so in order for it to be a true Sabbath day, in order for it to be uh, truly biblical, you should, you, you must spend time with God and rest in his presence and in his peace and um, recover with God. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people, like I said, are just lazy and use the excuse um, of Sabbath day to sit at home and do nothing. Um, so... 
I want to real quick. I'm kind. I may get off topic a little bit, but I promise you, I will bring this back together, Braylon, at the end. Braylon never likes it when I get off topic because then we both get off topic together. But I promise you, I will tie it into the Sabbath day at the end. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, the Bible tells us oftentimes, you know, the Bible has prophesied several things that are happening in the world today. We've discussed some of those things over the podcast. We have um, talked about them. We have brought them to light. We have brought those things to the podcast before, and today's not going to be any different. I have some of those things to bring up that will tie into the Sabbath day. Um, One of the key things is that the Bible talks about how there will be people who claim to be Jesus Christ. In the last days they'll come, and my name is what he says, and claim to be the Christ. And just the other day I came across a video, Braylon, of a man who claimed to be Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He claimed to have every, he could remember everything of his life 2,000 years ago before he died, and somehow he's 50 years old now. Um, Wow. So, uh, yeah, and... I mean, we find that absolutely absurd, but that's what the Bible says. The Bible says that is going to happen, and uh, that's outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the level of pride that someone has to have, the level of, um, you know, look at me, worship me, that someone has to have to think that they are the Messiah, to think they are Jesus Christ is um, baffling, but uh, not to spend too much time on that. <laughs> Um, but it's the same principle um, whenever, the, you know, the people have begun to pick and choose what part of the Bible to believe and what part of the Bible not to believe. Um, that is how we get people wanting to uh, be lazy on the Sabbath day, but they won't come to church, right? They'll use the Sabbath day as an excuse to do whatever, relax. You know, a lot of people like to go golfing. A lot of people just like to hang out with friends and you know they like to relax and take their take their weekend and have a have a nice time. I'm sure nothing wrong with that, but many people find themselves completely missing the entire point of the Sabbath day, which is to commune with God, which is to spend time with Him. Which, as Braylon read a scripture earlier, where the Sabbath day was made for man, man was not made for Sabbath. Meaning, you don't just have to a Sabbath day. That shouldn't just be one day. You shouldn't just find time to rest in God's presence. You shouldn't find time just to rest in God's peace one day a week. You shouldn't find time to spend with God one day a week. No, but it should be an everyday thing. If you have the Holy Ghost, you can live with that peace. You can live with that joy and that comfort and that love all the time. You don't have to just wait till, you know, the seventh day of the week. You don't have to wait till Sunday or uh, Saturday or Wednesday or whenever you go to church, you can live in that every day. So I would go as far to say that every day should be like Sabbath day yeah. for a someone who professes to be a Christian, someone who professes to um, have a relationship with God. Because as we've mentioned, the Sabbath day, we're not confined by a day. Sabbath day was made for man. Man was not made for Sabbath. That means we are not, we are not subject to the Sabbath day, but the Sabbath day is subject to us. 
Yes. And we should live with God's peace, rest in God's peace, rest in his spirit with his joy every day if we want to claim to be Christians. And uh, so too often we are fooled in today's Christianity. You know, on Sundays we come to church, we sing and pray and do all that. But I post you this, and like I said, this may seem like I'm getting a little off topic, but I promise it'll all come together in the end. Some of the modern day Christian songs, um, some of them, not all of them, and I won't name the groups or the certain songs, but some of these modern day Christian songs, um, you know, it, it have come out and we sing them in our song service and our worship services. And we never really take the time to look at the meaning of the words or what the words are saying. But in that time, we should be worshiping or praising God with song, with music, with um, you know all that, all that stuff that he, he gave us the ability to worship him with. We have turned many of our worship songs into songs about us and our problems. And that's a scary, scary place to be because think about it. If we are focused on us then that means we aren't keeping the Sabbath day holy because the Sabbath day is supposed to be focusing on God and supposed to be focusing on the things of God and the promises and the blessings and the provisions and the protections, you know, all the things that come with God. And so uh, because the Sabbath day, you know, is, is about resting and spending time with God, that's what we should do on the Sabbath day, you know. Uh, I know a lot of people have said that not only with this commandment, but with a lot of the Ten Commandments, that it's just not relevant for today's world. Okay, so to that I say, the Bible is God's Word. Is it? Is it not God's Word? It is God's Word. We know there's Scripture that commonly calls God the Word. In John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, talking about God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.14 says, And the Word was made flesh, talking about God, robing himself in the flesh, coming to the earth, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as, one of, as, the, uh, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And so we know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So tell me how you believe that if the Word is of God, the word is God is what John tells us. And John is very clear about, you know, the word is of God and the word and it is God's word. How can we as society decide? How can we as humans decide what it should say and what it shouldn't say? How can we decide what we think is relevant and irrelevant? We can't change the book that God has given. I have several scriptures um, to back me up for this, Proverbs 30, 5 through 6, says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Now, that scripture should help somebody come to their senses and just, you know, spilling out whatever they think is true instead of what's in the word of God. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be found a liar. Um, our pastor recently preached a message called The Failure of the Fakes, and in which he, he talked about how there are many, 
You know, the Bible says there'll be many that on the day of judgment that say we did this in your name and we cast out demons and we healed the sick in your name. But God says, depart from me. I never knew you because I never took that time to build the relationship because they never it was never about God. It was about themselves. And they will be found to be fakes. They will be found to be liars in the day of judgment and maybe even sooner. Another scripture is Deuteronomy 4.2. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you. Now that's pretty straightforward. I, I mean, I don't see how you could um, change any word to that or make manipulate that into saying something you want to say. But it says, ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish from it. Okay, so you should not add, should not take away from what it says. That ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. These commandments, the Ten Commandments, were given by God to Moses. And so that does not mean that they are irrelevant. Moses' law, when the veil was torn, that, that does not apply to us anymore. But God's law continues to apply to us today. Deuteronomy 12.32 what things soever I command you, observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto, nor diminish from it. Again, it says, do not add to the word of God. Do not take away. Do not diminish from it. Revelation twenty two eighteen. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Let that sink in for a second. If you, if you decide that you want to add to the book of God, if you decide that you want to try to interpret it or try to make it say something that it doesn't say, um, bad things are going to happen. I'll just put it that way. Bad things are going to happen. Um, uh, reading on in Revelation twenty two nineteen, it says, And if any man take away from the words of this book, of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life, talking about the Lamb's book of life, and out of the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. So if you decide you want to change the book, the word of God, whether that be to add to it, whether that be to diminish it, your your name, that's a sin. Your name will be taken out of the Lamb's book of life. You will not be able to enter into heaven unless you repent of your sins, unless you get right with God. Matthew twenty four twenty four, For there shall arise false Christs. There it is again. People will come claiming to be Jesus Christ. And false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very, in, the very elect. That's why it's important um, to live like every day was a Sabbath day. Um, to live in the discernment and the peace of God so that you can actually discern when these false Christs, when these false prophets show up, and to everyone else around them, they're, they look like the real deal, man. They're saying the right words. They're doing the right things. They're doing the signs and wonders, as Matthew tells us in Matthew 24, 24. But they will deceive many. Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 5. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto his words, or 
uh, unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you or has shown you that he is God to know whether ye love the Lord uh, your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Those will be tests. Those days will come where you have an opportunity to either continue in the walk with God or to sell out for what this world has or to sell out to something that you are deceived to. Again, that's why it's important to have that discernment that will follow you if you treat every day like it was a Sabbath day, if you treat every day like you were living um, with God, which, again, if you profess to be a Christian, shouldn't that just be a normal thing for you? Reading on in Deuteronomy 13, verse 4. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken to you, spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust, thrust thee out of the way which the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in, so shalt put so, so shalt thou put the evil away from the midst of thee. Sorry, if I could just read a little bit better. Um, <laughs> that, that that passage of scripture right there is is a pretty interesting because the top the first couple words of verse five is that prophet or that dreamer of dreams which tried to deceive you shall be put to death. Because he tried to deceive you. He tried to manipulate the word of God. He tried to change the word of God. And again, you can't change the word of God. As I am reading all these scriptures, that backs me up in that. I have two more. 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Not some scripture. You know, not just the New Testament. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. All scripture, not just the scriptures you like to read. Not just Psalms because it has a bunch of little short chapters that you can read like 20 of them in like the same time you'd read any other chapter of the Bible. No, but all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Matthew 5, 18. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one title shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Another meaning for the phrase in no wise in this scripture, um, another meaning would be not any at all or under no circumstances should there be one jot or one change made to the book that God has given us. Let that sink in. Under absolutely no circumstances are we to add or diminish one word from God and his word. And so that, so to make a parallel with preaching, when preachers get behind a pulpit and begin to either add or take away a meaning or try to interpret or try to explain a uh, scripture in a way that it was not meant to be explained in a way that, um, you know, it's they're trying to add to the meaning of that scripture or trying to take away from the meaning of that scripture. And they do this. You no longer have kept the Sabbath day holy. 
You want to know why? Because you added or you diminished from the word of God. You can't try to make God's word your own. Excuse me, let, let me rephrase that. You can't try to make God's word your own word. I believe that God speaks to us through his word, and he does. It's his living word. And so it's okay to have, you know, your own Bible. It's okay to let certain scriptures be your favorite scriptures. But don't add to those scriptures. Don't diminish those scriptures. Don't try to make God's word your own words. It won't work. Because then it's no longer holy because it's not the word of God. If Braylon's words aren't holy, you know, because he's a human. Now, if God was speaking through Braylon... That would be holy words because it's coming from God. If God was, uh, if Braylon was trying to act like God was speaking through him, that would not be holy. He may say the right words. He may, and I'm not, I'm not hitting at Braylon right here. <laughs> I promise. I, he's just the only one sitting here, so I, I gotta, I gotta use him as an example. <laughs> um, but no, you have to let. If you live in the way of the Sabbath day, so you live every day remembering the blessings of God, walking with God, walking in the peace, resting in his presence. If you live every day as if it was a Sabbath day, let me tell you, God will speak through you. God will allow uh, certain scriptures to kind of just jump off the page and kind of smack you in the face and you're like, wow, never saw it like that. We, we cannot fall into the trap of trying to mess or trying to change the word of God. Because as I said, when that happens, bad things happen. As we read, um, the deceiver, the liar, the one who tried to tell people, you know, the one who came and he, he said he saw, he had a dream, he had a vision. Uh, let's go serve this God. As we read in, um, I believe it was Deuteronomy, yeah, Deuteronomy and uh, that prophet or that dreamer, what did it say? It said they will be put to death. They will, they will die. So we, we must keep the Sabbath day holy. We must keep God's law and his commandments in order to do that. Now, I told you, I, I kind of, I might went a little bit off topic there, but I told you, I hope I, I hope I brought it back together for you a little bit. Brennan, you got anything to add? Yeah, I think that was really great, Dylan. Um, you really touched base on a lot of stuff. And I wanted to add to you, you gave us so many different scriptures, and they all kind of said this. They all said the same thing that you cannot add nor take away from God's word. And um, what, pe what I've, I've seen this lately, not just lately, but over my time of, because um, I didn't grow up in church. So I'm still like I'm still getting used to some of these things and I'm still learning. I'm still on that um on that learning basis. Um and what I've noticed is that people really twist the word of God. They won't they they don't add to it and they don't necessarily take away from it, but they they twist it. They like mis they don't they misinterpret it. But really it's it's their own interpretation. So they're they're reading the words how they how they want it to be how they want it to to be explained you know um like for example i mean i i was just outside this morning for a few hours and i got myself a little a little tan um and for example that was cuz i was outside in the sun right and this is a big controversial controversial uh th problem that i've 
been seeing hearing about a lot lately is people going to tanning beds or like using the self uh the self tanning like lotion or like or like spray tans and stuff like that in my eyes that's not natural that's not that's changing yourself and that's changing your body and i also i really feel like this is probably convict convicting someone right now because i feel it really heavy on my heart because this is something that is is really just not okay if you're changing yourself who who what are you changing yourself for is it really for your own personal gain like i just want to look better for myself are you really doing it for yourself or are you doing it to get compliments from other people and just to add to that it's scientifically been proven you know the bible this is god's temple your body is god's temple and when you put yourself in a tanning bed with uv rays inches from your body you're laying on top of you know a plastic whatever polyglass sheet whatever it is right above right above you and right below you is these uv light bulbs shining into you that's not protecting your body very well is it that's mm -hmm. not that's not keeping god's temple holy yeah you're harming it on purpose that's just like saying um getting getting drunk is is obviously not a very good thing because that's putting bad that's putting alcohol in your body and it's changing your mind you know it's changing your mindset and it'll alter your actions and your thoughts and you know you do things that you regret mm -hmm. sometimes you don't even remember them when you're drunk um but people argue you know it's okay if i just have one glass well one glass leads to a second maybe, maybe not in that specific day or whatever occasion it may be oh i i just turned 21 so i have an excuse no you don't you want you're using that as an a quote-unquote excuse you're just using that as a reason that it, it would seem okay in other people's eyes so you're really trying to get validation from other people to do something that you know in your heart is wrong you're just looking for those excuses yeah i think that that's a really that was a really great topic to really, um, that would tie in with this lesson of the Sabbath day. Keeping, keeping the Sabbath day holy means more than just, um, like resting. You know, you, you need to remember God's commandments and what he has written in this word. Cause this word is the living word. You know, the, it's like, it might sound cliche to say this, but these words are living and they speak to us in such a mighty way. It's as if when you're reading the word, it's a, as if God is literally speaking to you, but it's through his word. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to add real quick, just going back to that scripture we had read earlier. Um, I believe it was in Matthew about, you know, the Sabbath day being made for man, not man being made for the Sabbath. It was in Mark. Mark. Mark chapter me. two. It was in Mark chapter two. And in that, you know, that scripture, I want to look at Jesus, you know, because Christians, we claim we want to be like Jesus, which we should. The Bible tells us to, to, to be like Jesus in the way we love people, in the way we act. But, you know, when Jesus healed the lame man, it was on the Sabbath day. And people were not happy because Jesus just healed somebody on the day of rest, on the day that was supposed to be... Um, you know, nothing, you weren't supposed to work, you weren't supposed to do anything, you're just supposed to rest, 
Jesus healed someone and they were upset. But Jesus was saying, guess what? Clearly you don't know the word because I just healed somebody. Like this man who has been sitting here, I forget how long exactly, but he's been sitting there for years and years and years and Jesus healed him and they were mad. They were upset because he did it on the Sabbath day. And that scripture really shows us, whenever Jesus did that, that really shows us that um, the word of God is true. You know, because we have the power, we have the ability to go out and lay hands on the sick and they recover as long as we are keeping ourselves holy. As long as we are keeping ourselves holy in every day, not just on the Sabbath day. If you just come to church and try to make yourself holy on Sundays, you're not respecting the whole Sabbath day because Monday, you're not living holy. You're not living righteous. Tuesday, you're not, do, you know, you got to do it every day or else you're not keeping it holy. Because chances are you're doing things on those days that you really shouldn't be doing and you're not keeping yourself holy. Yeah. And another one uh, about the lame man. This is also in Mark chapter 3 uh, where it's, I don't know if it's the exact same situation that you were talking about, Dylan, or if it's a, another one. Um, Jesus heals on the Sabbath again. He heals a man with a, uh, it says, a withered hand. And obviously, again, the, these people were, were upset about it. They were angry about it. And... It says, and he, this is uh, Mark chapter 3, And he saith unto the man which had a withered hand, Stand forth. And he saith unto him, unto them, It is lawful to do good on the Sabbath days, or to do evil, to save a life, or to kill. And he said, But they held their peace. The people, they were angry at Jesus for, for saying he's going to heal this man. But when he gave them... Um, a reasoning, they they just they were quiet, shut their mouths, and then Jesus said, "Stretch forth thy hand," and he uh, and the and the man with the withered hand, he stretched out his hand, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Yeah, and then it says the Pharisees went forth and they took they got together, and they. They kind of they try to come up with a plan, and they discuss with each other on how to destroy Jesus. Yeah. But obviously Jesus, he fled. He he's like, no no, I'm not gonna have any of that. <laughs> you know I find it I find it interesting. Um, I recently did a Bible study on John eight, the whole chapter, and I find it interesting throughout that entire. Um, this is where uh, Jesus was uh, in the temple. And they brought to her him the uh, woman caught in adultery. He was writing in the sand. And uh, the people, they were trying to prove him wrong. The religious people of the day were trying to prove Jesus to be a hypocrite. Because he carried around a message of love and of peace and, you know, uh, <laughs> of, of peace and love. And these people brought to him a woman caught in adultery and said, what should we do? The law says kill her. What do you say we do? And as we know, Jesus um, 
told them. He said, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And they all left. From the oldest to the youngest, they left. And throughout the entire chapter, they are asking Jesus questions, trying to prove him to be a hypocrite. But each time he turns it around and proves them to be a hypocrite by proving they don't know Scripture. And so... If that just goes back to, to what our pastor preached about failures of the fakes and um, you know those who decided to change the, the word or listen and pick and choose, have selective reading, selective hearing when it comes to the word of God, will be they will be called out. There will be a day when they are called out and they will be found to be liars and hypocrites. And it won't be a fun day. Because at the end of this encounter, um, they all picked up stones to kill Jesus because he 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 basically just roasted him. I encourage you to read John eight. I mean, he he just roasted him. He he was trying to explain what he was saying to them. They just weren't getting it. <laughs> and so I mean, he kind of roasted him. I I encourage you to read that chapter and let us know what you think about it. But it is it is very interesting to see that if you truly keep yourself holy, you truly walk in that discernment we've talked about. You truly walk with God. The people that try to get you to trip up, the people that try to make you fail, the people that are in your way trying to prove you to be a hypocrite, trying to prove that you are not who you say you are, are the same people that you can that, that God will help you prove wrong, are the same people that God will help you get through um, and pass them. And I think that's very, very interesting. That whole encounter in John 8 is very interesting. I encourage you guys to go go read that, but... It's interesting. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Because throughout the entire entirety of Jesus' ministry, they always wanted to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Because they were upset. He was changing um, the way he, you know, if, if he kept doing what he was doing, they were going to stop being paid. You know, they weren't going to be getting the pay that they were getting from the Roman government at the time. And so it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I know we kind of talked about a lot, a, a little bit more than the Sabbath day today. Brilliant, you got anything to add? Not much. I really, I really enjoyed what we talked about today. I think it, it may have seemed like we got off topic, but I do believe that this, um, about keeping God's word the way that it is and not changing it, not taking away from it, um, and not misinterpreting it, of course, because that's where I believe conviction comes in. If you are living a certain way or you were doing a certain um, action or actions or a task, something of that sort. And you're listening to this podcast and as maybe we talked about earlier, the, the tanning bed situation, that's just, a, that's just one example. Like we could, we could talk about music or certain words that people like to use. Um, if if whatever you're thinking about right now in this, as we're talking about this, I mean, there's there's a reason why you're thinking about it. It's not just some random thought, you listen, know. Listen, listen to to that voice that's that's telling you about it. If you're having if you're having second thoughts, is it is it really okay to be doing what you're doing then? I mean, if it's such a big ordeal, then. You know, it's rather to be safe than be sorry, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed this podcast, and I know we talked about a lot today. Um, but it really all tied in with, you know, keeping the Sabbath day holy, keeping ourselves holy. Um, not just on the seventh day of the week, but in every day. Yep. God deserves our praise and to be glorified in anything and everything that we do. That is good. Yep. Because he is the reason we have it. Exactly. He is the reason we have breath. He's the reason we have lungs. And You're right. And he should be glorified in it. He should be glorified. He's awesome. Every day. He's, he's amazing. Amazing. All right, everybody. This has been the Truth Revealed podcast, our fourth episode on the Ten Commandments series. Yep. Next will Next. obviously be yeah. the Fifth Commandment. Yep. <laughs> um, but this has been the Truth Revealed podcast. I'm Dylan Cottrell. And I'm Braylon Wareham. See you next time.